have a new segment this week. Yep. It's called Over and Unders. Overreaction or underrated. So we're going to do 10 little hot takes on uh, some of the main events that have happened in the last week. All right. And I've, I've already read what you, you sent this out to me and I've yeah. read a few of them. So I'm actually looking forward to this a little bit. There we go. So the first one, we'll start off with uh, European football or round ball football. Yep. And that's uh, we're going to the EPL. And our good friend, the ginger, the Belgian ginger, KDB, Kevin De Bruyne. Is he the best player in the Premier League or even the world? He's not the world. He's not going to knock off Ronaldo or Messi. Well, he is nominated for the Ballon d'Or. If he, and if he he won't win it, any dares you guys have want out there, if he wins the Ballon d'Or, yep. tweet him in and I'll do them. All right, done. We'll, we'll, get, that, we'll get that going. Because, yeah, no chance. And he's probably one of the top players in the Premier League, but I don't think he's the best in the Premier League. Do you League. watch his game on the weekend? Yeah, he's pretty good. He was very good. Yeah. He was... Some some people, most of the English press have gone on to uh, say that he's actually otherworldly. He has passing abilities. He's like he's like in the Matrix, apparently. He sees passes that don't even exist. He passes it into the fourth dimension. He can he can eyes in the back of his head, all of that stuff. So Look, you, you don't you don't rate him that highly. He's not the uh, not the ginger Zidane. When he when he does it, you know, for a few years in a row and, and carries a team like you know all the way, then I might consider it. But until then, it's just a flash in the pan, mate. Oh, fair enough. So uh, we'll call that one an overreaction then. Overreaction. Fair enough. So second one is uh, World Cup qualifiers should be a series of mini tournaments at the end of domestic yes. seasons. Yes. So, bang on. That's an underrated point. And I agree. A, it'd be way more interesting. Yeah. You get four or five games in a month or whatever. You get and full squads. Full squads, full training, better better actual product. Yeah. And you don't get these ridiculous... Like, Messi had to buddy, deal with jet lag, score a hat-trick, get back on the plane and go play for Barcelona in two days after that. It was like, it's pretty silly. Well, even with the Aussies, so Leckie's missing out on the Hertha Berlin Europe trip. Yeah. Um, Aaron Moy played limited minutes on return and I'm sure there was others as well from the Australian team that missed out you know playing full 90 minutes or not playing at all because of the schedule and now they've got to play again in November they've got another two games in Honduras yeah so yeah it just makes sense to have a window at the end of each each year where you know, it's over four years surely you can have five games in two months or something and just sort of and plus the TV revenue they'd make from that would just be FIFA would be yeah loving it yeah, and and also you know all these countries have to go out and make all these stadiums to to host a World Cup. Just go back to those countries that've already hosted the World Cup. Now they're using the stadiums again properly, and it builds into their economy. It just makes a lot more sense than having these. We'll have to redo a few of those stadiums yeah. now as well. For some of them, but yeah, <laughs> but for the for the countries that have their shit together <laughs> and didn't you know didn't bribe four hundred different officials to get the World Cup in the first place, um, it'd be sweet. Uh, speaking of the World Cup, FIFA's new world rankings have the Socceroos up seventh places to 43rd in the world. Yeah, is that how, fair or is that... I don't know how the ranking system works. Is that is, is there any sort of point system is there? Like, is it weighted or... I think it's... Yeah, but what I don't... Is I don't, it similar I don't, to the cricket? It's like, it's like the ICC. It's like most rankings here. Like, if you win, you go up. If you draw, it depends on the other team's ranking. But somehow we've drawn and lost most of our games in the last month Yeah, and gone up seven spots. If we're playing low, lower ranked teams because yeah. from Asia, only probably Japan. I think they're still ranked one ahead now. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know how we've gone up. You know, Confederate was Confederations Cup taken into. Ah, uh, yeah. So all all international games, including friendlies, are taken into account. Because we did alright there, but still, like, I don't think we should have gone up seven spots. Yeah. I think if anything, we probably should have dropped back a few pegs. Yeah, no, nah, definitely overrated us. 
indeed. Especially now we haven't actually qualified. Yeah, considering 30, 32 teams qualify for the World Cup, ranked forty third. There's a pretty likely chance that we might not even qualify. Yeah, which would suggest that we're not in the top. You well, know, forty countries. Well, if you do that way, like, you know, Netherlands and stuff like that. Yeah, and obviously they yeah. miss out because of just the way the system works. But yeah, I definitely think uh, FIFA's having us on a little bit. Uh, someone else is having someone else on as well. Head to the A League. Is Bruce Kamau, as said by his own uh, gaffer, Mister Warren Joyce, the A League's new Aaron Moy? I think he's a new Aaron Moy because he's a totally different, different player. player. Like, is he the new superstar marquee player going to go over? And his quote from Warren Joyce was, "He could he would easily walk into any championship side in England." Well, I think he's got a little bit further to go. Like, he's, he scored. He kicked three goals in two games. That's it. Yeah. that's all he did. No, but he, he does. You know, provide run up and down the wings and crosses yeah. the ball and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's, he's not still just walking to Europe and just start yeah, like the second a, best. He's comp. still got a lot of development to do, but I think he's got the right manager, right coach. You know, he's, he's coached Pogba and a few others cleverly and, you know, you know Wes Brown, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, and I'm using Wes Brown as a reference because Wes Brown knows signed for City. Um, and obviously, you know, he's going to develop further. He's 22, so he's probably starting to get too old for, you know, those sort of clubs to look at him now, would you think? Like, no, I don't think so. Because I think the A-League's getting a lot better. So people are looking at this as actually like a, a proper competitive Weird time of year, uh, like temperature-wise and weird format. We don't play enough games. So match fitness, people get a little bit concerned about because like, ha- will they will they survive a full European season? But yeah, like we saw more make the tradition, transition from A-League to Championship to Premier League. I think more people will, will be backing us in to do that now. But I think Moy is a totally different player and a totally different level of player. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. But given another two or three years, I mean, Moy is what, 26, 27? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, Moy plied his trade over there, came back, did well in the A-Leagues, now back over there playing Premier League and doing pretty damn well. So yeah. you can't write him off, but I think... Um, He's got a while over, to go. Yeah, a bit of overreaction maybe from... Probably just Joyce pumping, pumping yeah. his tyres up. Uh, we'll, we'll transition across codes now to the AFL. Uh, the trade period should be one super day of trades. So there was, there was 31 trades done over the whole trade period. Yeah. Nine done in the first week and a bit. Yeah. 22 done today yeah why not just have two days like say alright we're going to start um, trade period on the 22nd and 23rd of October sort of your shit before then rock up on the 22nd go bang here's all the paperwork here's what we got yeah the funniest part was when they're like scrambling to get in the door because you have to be in the there's like a trade room yeah they'll be in the trade room before 2pm yeah and so like they they were just like 30 people. Yeah, it's like just lying up at like two to two, being like, oh, yeah, actually, we'll get it done now. Yeah. It's like you've had two, you've had two weeks. Yeah. And, and it's like to swap picks 43 and 57 with 67 and 14. It's like, just do that day one. Get out of the way. Like, yeah, I don't understand like why they take so long as well. Yeah. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, do you want him? I can understand. No, I don't want him. Okay. No, I do the trade then. Like, <laughs> I can understand a few like things needing, like, if, how I was put this, um, you need to massage and coerce and like you know win 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 the trade over maybe you know maybe no, you might need a few trick a few other clubs to make their move before the flow on effect for you yeah. to make. so like you know Adelaide and Carlton today before Kennedy can get to the GWS and yeah. stuff but surely like I said before the, you, the AFL goes all right twenty second twenty third all right clubs go we'll go talk to each other sort yeah. that shit out so they can just go in on twenty second go bang done well do you reckon the AFL should actually allow make it 
fully above board that you can managers and clubs can talk to each other throughout the season. Because at the moment they do, they do it, but it's not, not they're not allowed to actually openly disclose that. No, Otherwise, you know, Don Pike comes down you and says, "Oh, you can't talk to Charlie Cameron because he's a contracted player." Oh, yeah, bullshit. Anyway, because they don't do it, um, just get it done. Like, just open it up like the NRL. Uh, Make it a lot more. It's great. I like it. Yeah. It's so you can trade like any time. American, yeah. Or not trade any time, but more like... Have a cut-off period. Yeah, but you can sign. You can sign a player yeah. and they can make an announcement. Yeah, They'll yeah. still give their all because they don't want to devalue their own their, yeah. own their own product. Yeah, and their own value and their own brand. But the AFL would never shorten it. You know why? Oh, this, this whole thing today was fully scripted. So the Adler trade went through. We were doing a little sweepstake at, at the office. And I said 10 minutes beforehand, but then I realized there was too many trades left. But yeah, they... They definitely said to Ablett, like, and Geelong and Gold Coast, don't get this done until, like, there's half an hour to go. Yeah. So, because it was a full day on their website, it's a full day on the radio, it's just all about ratings, it's just all about yeah. this kerfuffle. And it's two weeks, like, how do you get two weeks of content out of that, out of just whispers? Well, they get two weeks of content, they get two weeks of newspapers, news, like, on TV, radio. Facebook, everything. They get all that media attention stuff and it's not even in season. Mm. Name another sport in Australia that could do that. Yeah, zero. Zero. So why would they shorten it? No, it definitely makes sense. Would you like to see just more open open analysis though? Like, would you like it to be more transparent? Like, what's this going to Port Adelaide on $450,000? Yeah, that's, it should be like that. Because at the moment, all you know is you get, you get picks and the, if you're lucky, you might say, oh, you got a four-year deal. In America, but that's it's not, transparent. But in America, it's like, this is the money you got. This yeah. is when he's earning it. And that's what they should do. This is how much over that luxury tax this they what, are. This is why I love American sport. Yeah. They're all open and honest. It's there. Yeah. Well, I can't... And the yeah. best part is, is when blokes get overpaid and then they get like little Twitter beefs between players being like, oh. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> Zobra's just got paid $40 million. I'm pretty sure I hit four more home runs than he did, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It'd be really good to see, but um, yeah, Australia's a bit weird. We want to we want to be the big boys in sport, and then we don't want to be the big boys in the sport. Well, AFL wants to be the big boys, yet the NRL do it better than anyone, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. Speaking of the big boys, NFL obviously the the whole season's now ruined, really, because Aaron Rodgers is done. He broke his collarbone. Uh, it was a late hit. It wasn't a nasty hit, but it was definitely late. After the ball was thrown, does the NFL need to do more to protect quarterbacks? No, they're already a protected species anyway. Well, but like, there's no other, there's no other position in in an NFL team where that we just get whacked free reign. You watch those, you watch those games. Well, it was a late hit, and then you got would have got a foul against him. Well, a the foul didn't get blown. He is gonna the tackler did get fined and may miss a week, I think, yeah, on a rough conduct charge. Yeah. But like, he wasn't. Nothing happened in the game. And they lost their best player, and now and now the association has lost essentially their MVP of the year. Aaron Rodgers was was bringing in like the product. Now the NRL product is less good, is worse now that he's not there, and we're only into round seven. Do you like watching a quarterback get sacked? I like watching the quarterback get sacked, but I also like Rodgers going the length of the field in 21, 21 seconds and winning games before overtime. You bring in more protection for quarterbacks, there's less likely to be a sack, that makes the game all more offensive, which means defense becomes null and void pretty much. Yeah. No. I mean, they will work ways around and stuff, but I think they're pretty well protected already. Like, you know, I watched um, Tampa Bay versus New England, and there was heaps of fouls, especially on 
went to have a bar. It was like hits, and not, some of them were barely even late or were very, you know, not really a lot yeah, happened. Simultaneous or whatever. But yeah. I see it a lot, and I think they're already protected enough. It was just an unfortunate incident. How many times do you see a quarterback? He was flipped and turned. Like, if that was an AFL tackle, yeah. that was one of those, like, those flipping tackles or turning tackles or driving tackles, whatever they want to call yeah. them. So, like, it, was, it wasn't legit, but, yeah. I just think, yeah, I think they're already protected enough. There's all the rules in place. The NFL is really good with, like, head and concussion and all that stuff as well. Well, I wouldn't say really good. Well, I'd say they've is the fact that it's a crazy-ass sport and they need to do something about it. Yeah, I'd say it's sued. Yeah. But yeah, I think, they, I think they're protected enough and just... Yeah, it happens at sport. It happens. You're going to get injuries. No, fair enough then. Do you think on that, that quarterbacks and passing offences are overrated? So obviously with, you know, you you like sacks. A lot of defensive teams are actually becoming more and more successful. And a lot of teams are actually playing quarterbackless football now. So like the Chiefs going with running game. Pittsburgh won on the the weekend. um, Essentially just using Running running game. Um, yeah, is the quarterback position now overrated? And like, really, who are the good quarterbacks in the NFL at the moment? There's probably one left now in Brady. You say the, the Chiefs, I think they're the top or second most passing yards in the, in the NFL. Yeah. So do you not really rate Smith at all? Or? No, because he doesn't pass. He doesn't. He's not a quarterbacking weapon in the sense that he doesn't pass long. He's not a Brady that will go and you'll get your over 20 yards type receives. He's not, he's not a bloke that takes on plays in the pocket. It's either get it and along, check it down, or short, multiple short, sharp passes. See, see I, I've heard that... Like a cons- he's a conservative quarterback. I've heard that criticism of him early in the season, and I've watched a few games, and the actual same people, same person made the criticism and said that he's starting to adapt. So I watched him where he did get caught in a pocket, and he ran out and went for a run for 10 yards. I think he's adapted his game... And he could be probably the, one of the best quarterbacks this year. I, th- I know he's one of the older boys as well, so maybe he's having that one year where he start, all starts to click for him. It also helps you at Hunt, who, although he struggled to run the weekend, still got over 100 yards you know, receiving. Yeah. So they've got multi-threat. And I think I don't think the quarterback's dead or it's gone, because like even the Houston, Deshaun... Um, yeah. Watson. Watson, yeah. like, he's pretty exciting to watch. Obviously, Cam Newton's exciting to watch. They're not classic quarterbacks either, though. No, they're, they're, you're more they're, these, they're these college hybrids that come out. and yeah. Like, Cam Newton is the Panthers' best running back. Yeah. But uh, you look at watch Winston, he throws it more. Yeah. He's pretty good. He, he, he takes it on as well. So, you know, I, think it's, I don't think it's dead. No, fair enough, too. Uh, obviously, MLB postseason's happening. Uh, this one was a very early call. Aaron judges everything that's wrong with the New York Yankees. You take it either way, because they just won... Yeah, the last three straight. And so that can just be, because he's so good, he's everything wrong with the New York Yankees as well. So he went from being an absolute potato, all over American press just saying, this guy's no good, he's going to lose them the post, he's going to lose them the, uh, the, the divisional series. Yeah. And now he's come off and hit uh, multiple run homers in each of the last three games. Well, I feel this is my fault. <laughs> so when Cleveland were two nil up, I said, oh, Cleveland and sweep the Yankees, eat shit Yankees. Astros were tuning up and I said, oh, well, sweep them away. few uh, broom emojis and all of a sudden it's 3-2. Yeah. Yankees um, win the World Series at this rate. I'm cursed. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't think I could stand the Yankees. If Richmond winning the flag was bad, 
Yankees winning the World Series is... No, the Yankees are the Collingwood of, of baseball. No, mate. I, I hate Yankees. Yeah, no, but... They're up there with Richmond. <laughs> so don't get started. <laughs> um, another person you'd like to get stuck into is uh, Clayton Kershaw. He sets off tomorrow, uh, ace versus ace. Uh, my hot take here is Clayton Kershaw cannot be considered the GOAT unless he overcomes his postseason yips. Uh, obviously, first time around in this series against the Cubs, he was saved by his bullpen and some good production on the offense. Um, but it's safe to say he has he has he's been a show for him for himself. So I think he only lost four games in the regular season, and he's yet to win a game in the postseason so far. So. Yeah. So last year he did all right in the postseason, but still obviously didn't get the previ- ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. And with his previous years, it's still he's still got a lot to make up for. This year he got. Injured, so he's come. He's come back off the stable list, and since he's been back from injury, he hasn't produced. He hasn't, mm. His numbers have gone the other way compared to where he was before he got injured. So maybe you take that into a bit of consideration. Um, he would have. He did say he would have liked to have gone deeper against the Cubs, but you know, the bullpen did the job, and that's what they've got to do. We just see how he goes tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm a bit worried for him though. I think. He's getting to the wrong side of the age bracket. He has pitched a lot. Injuries might be catching up, age. But now I've said that he'd probably come out and throw a blinder, so we'll see what happens. Yep, definitely. And uh, the last one, NBA's kicked off. We're two days in. We've actually had some pretty interesting games, and the Warriors lost their first game, yeah, which is just a, just a blessing. In good this game as well. Very good game. Uh, the hot take here is the LeBron Kyrie feud is the most interesting thing about the upcoming season. Well, I'm gonna leave this one to you because you know a lot more about NBA than I do. I'm not really a massive fan unless it's two K, uh, <laughs> NBA two K on on Xbox. So over to you, I think. This. Well, coming into the season, I was I was just very pessimistic. Warriors gonna you know break the wins record. They're gonna go undefeated in the postseason. They're gonna win the finals four 0 and just be all over and be just real boring basketball. But then. Always, there's there's little like little fights and little little mini super teams that have two or three absolutely jets, absolute jets in their teams. Being like, you know what, stuff the Warriors. We're gonna have a proper dip. So we start with Houston. Um, the the Celtics, Cavs game to start off with wasn't as much feuding as I think most people would have thought. That's probably because of the injury that happened. Earlier. Yeah, the injury happened really, and that was yeah, that was pretty pretty gruesome. There, what happened to Gordon Hayward, and that's gonna pretty much. Has ruined the Celtics now because they don't have a team that can match up to the Cavs. So yeah. that that few isn't going to happen this year. Uh, but uh, yeah, teams to look out for will be the the Thunder, the Rockets, mostly the West. Even even Timberwolves are going to be a sneaky development team. They took the Spurs very deep today, which was very good to see. But uh, surprisingly, it actually might be a very interesting NBA season. How the so. Phillies go? Because we've got you know big Ben Simmons. Not 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 too bad. So uh, yeah, Simmons and Embiid both doubled up, got double doubles in their first game of the year. Like, they end up losing by about nine points, but that's to be expected. That team's more about development, and just yeah. you'll see some. Uh, they'll be good for highlights, and it'll be good to just see him rack up some huge stats for Simmons. And he's probably a good look out there for uh, rookie of the year as well. So uh, there's our first little overreaction or underrated ten hot takes uh, and a little catch up in the world of sport. 